This week on the Push Wallows podcast, we talk about the sad state of affairs of the war. Let's go warm up, Dan. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Poor Legs podcast with myself, Damik. Tom Hall. Let's go, bro. I'm good, mate. I'm good. Better this week than last week. It's because I've warmed up, you see. That's why. That's what it was. Yeah. Now, I've actually cooled down because last week was so fucking hot. <laughs> oh my God, that was miserable. But yeah, no, feeling better this week. Um, it's only about... Yeah, I think it was like the other week The other week as well. I worked the weekend and I had the photo shoot and it's just draining. Like, you just forget. And then had a weekend off after uh, last week and it was... Um, yeah, it was nice, just chill, not doing anything. So I feel good now. I'm okay. I'm good. Glad. Yeah, how are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Not much in terms of uh, news. Just been in the studio, as uh, they say. Just uh, filming, filming, filming. I think we worked out. So I've still, I've still got another 14 to do. But I think over the last three, four weeks, I have done 100 and 20 to 140 videos wow all varying in range of maybe like 30 seconds long to 20 25 minutes long Uh, yeah so you lucky pups if uh you're thinking about doing your level two level three from september um yeah you'll have that (laughs) endless streams of me to be fair we're splitting it up as well so you're gonna get me uh, Hannah our tutor for nutrition and Luke as well so you get get a bit of all of us well, that'd be nice wouldn't it hey instead of instead of now at the moment you just get Luke blah 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 blah, blah. you just get Luke <laughs> chatting shit yeah chatting absolutely awful so I've taken I've taken like uh, yeah um, I guess I've done about 80% of it, all of it you probably get me for 80% of the, the modules and then uh, yeah obviously the nutrition I wasn't really touching apart from like a bit of the level 2 one um i was just like i'm not going to talk about that because i don't want to talk about it i was like they shouldn't get to know me because i'm not going to be teaching the nutrition course that we probably do so i was like there's no point doing that i was like if you're interested in that talk to her you should never be in charge of any nutrition course exactly because it (laughs) would just involve burgers i'd be like i know what to eat it's how to fit my plate how to pile it up (laughs) fill it with burgers first that's always number one get your meat in and mm. oh uh, yeah i've been loving this at you out to help out mate been great went out last night as well i bet yeah it's funny though you know because um I, I feel a bit bad because obviously like part of it you can't help but feel like it should be for like small independence you got people going to like mcdonald's oh, I'm like mate. they don't need the help you walked like, past nando's and like queues absolute queues for it's nando's like, it's just like come on like it should be small independents that get the help not like fucking five guys i was yeah. like it's just a bit ridiculous, I a think, that sort of thing. It, but, I get it. I understand there's elements to it where obviously big companies like that are going to pay more tax, right? It's like McDonald's are paying more tax and stuff. Yeah, and I get that. Well, but it, oh, it's a bit that's stupid. what I worked out as well. So I don't know whether I said this to you because going to Pratt, I'll probably repeat the story. I was astounded because obviously I normally just say eat out no matter what because I'm normally it's like Pratt is the whole thing is to grab it and go, right? Yeah. And then um, I was like twigged. I was like, if I say in, I was like, everything's going to be half price because obviously, and then 
I got managed to get. I got like an elderflower, uh, elderflower and grape uh, like can thing. Great, awesome. Um, yeah. a flat white. Very good, that isn't it? A meaty like croissant, hot croissant thing, and a yogurt like berries and granola thing, all for three pound eighty. Less than a quid a pop. Like, I was like, this is great. This is amazing. Just because I said eat in, if it had been eat out, it would have been like, yeah, seven, eight quid. Crazy. Crazy. So, yeah, even stuff like that. But I mean, I know those those kind of companies of like Starbucks. And, I don't know if McDonald's have done it. Starbucks, McDonald's, Pratt. Um, they've put the VAT back in, back in the pocket of the customer, at least. So they've gone, we're not going to see the VAT benefit, but they know that they're like, they'll smash it normally anyway. But Pratt will be interesting one as though, because they obviously thrive off the city centers. And uh, the, the whole motto of the, uh, was it the CEO and founder was, I want a Pratt on every corner. Like, because it'd just be like, boom, boom, boom. If you can see one Pratt, you probably can see another one. You can just work out how to get through the city really like that. So, Mad, isn't it? it's crazy there's so many um but they're chopping down there's been a few like ms they chopping down seven thousand staff i saw that today yeah yeah today the problem is now that it's officially in a recession there's going to be things that are going to happen like that isn't it yeah well unfortunately and like obviously i'm helping some of the guys who have just left third space but we had to we probably let go um probably 30 35 of our staff like trainers trainer wise fitness staff across the group um which is really sad um and all the guys know that if you still listen to this show i've reached out to some of the guys i'm more in charge with and i'll help them elsewhere um in terms of like setting up um but yeah it's it's sad but now's the time to kick on and do something else so and get into yeah I, someone reached out to me because i think they they lost their job and, and they sort of asked about retraining as a pt and stuff and it's just one of those opportunities where obviously it's, it's shit but you know you can change your career like now's the time to change your career now's the time to think if you wanted to try something else or do something else or do your own thing or be self-employed or whatever it is and you know i said this the other day to someone that we were talking about I think they're trying to get a house, they're trying to get a mortgage on a house and they're, they're having to jump through loads of hoops being self-employed and they were like surely this sort of thing makes people realize that it doesn't matter if you're employed or self-employed like if anything at the moment self-employed people can like pivot and they can change and they can like make money they can see this sort of stuff coming whereas employed people just lose their job like there and then it's like you know having having those um having the ability to actually be in charge of your income is actually useful at, at some point um and actually being self-employed doesn't have it doesn't feel like it has massive amounts of security but as we're finding, like any any moment, some person in China can eat a bat and you fucking lose your job. Like it's, <laughs> it's mental when you think about it. But like at least being being self-employed, if that's the way that some of these PTs decide to go, that they are in charge, they're in control mm. of a lot more of what they do. And um, you know, so yeah, there's 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 the positives there. It's just obviously not immediately obvious and right at the forefront of your mind when when that happens. But um, but no, it's good that as well that like third space help and provide them with you know. I suppose opportunities to upskill and, and help the, through the process as well, because third space don't have to do that. No. Um, you know, a lot of other gyms are just going to sack people and go right, see you in a bit. Um, you know, so that's good. So yeah, we'll we'll help them as best we can, like at behind the scenes and stuff. So just to see where they're going to go, and if if it does come to the expansion plans, guess who are the first PTs within a ring? Um, if they want to come oh, back exactly. on, that's the thing. So if they've gone through certain amounts of uh, like training with us and i haven't dumped it into like total uselessness so 
which is always the thing with like internal CPD. So, but they know what they'll do. They'll be the, one of the better, tra- as we know, Dan, you've been back in the gym. There'll be some of the better trainers yeah. out there. So, <laughs> me, I think we can, yeah, we- as long as they've had, a, as long as they've had CPD in a warm up, they'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can, we can talk about this as well. Cause this is, this is, uh, off. So I've been filming the new standards for level two and level three personal training and gym instructing for the last month. Right. And there's obviously been bits that I've seen and had to read and had to actually say, and I've like bitten my tongue about like certain things that, have, that I have to actually lecture on. But then if you, once you sign up for the PTC course, like we do have our PT core stuff that, that, which is all me and it's actually despelling a lot of that crap that went into some of the, not a lot of it it's definitely got better but there's still stuff that is just hands down wrong it's just bad advice it's just like wrong advice it's just not yeah. practical or whatever um and it's not that the best for keeping keeping clients if anything like and just having clients as an enjoyment because in the end of the day like yeah we're in the business results as well and they need to stay with you they're not going to do it based off the the crap that you get given basically um they're going to be like why is that glad doing this stuff and i'm bored doing this and i've had he's getting all these results and I'm just sitting here doing nothing, basically, um, and just spinning your wheels, which was probably fitness about 30 years ago. Some of it, 25 maybe. Some of it's poor. Um, but yeah, we'll pivot into pivot. That's one. Of the, that's one of the new like best words, isn't it? It's never been used so much since uh, that episode of Friends. Um, yeah, or only it, ever yeah. when you're moving or moving like sofas around when you shout pivot or pivoting business can you pivot in this way i might have to just call start calling vita on uh, the word pivot heard it too much i think another about pivot it's not even about pivot it's literally online or offline like it just, just <laughs> takes your business online it's not like people are changing their complete business model it's like yeah, no just go online <laughs> Live the dream online, mate. Like, live in the dream. That's what, basically. I hope there's a lot of people out there now realizing that the dream is either, not online. It is either in Mauritius on like a beach or in Thailand, or it's just on the outskirts of Bath with three dogs and a kid and a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and either because way. your job is somewhat flexible, you are the least important, and you're at the bottom of the priority list for everything that happens in your in your in your household. Yeah, that's me. All right, fuck me. Have a flex day, eh? Like, I mean, I've got one today, so I'll be working from home. We're actually this is this is one of the things we're doing a podcast at mid afternoon, mate. Um, I mean, that's that's not flexible, but it's a little break from. Uh, I had a couple of sessions this morning. I'm gonna on, I'll be on my laptop most of the afternoon, but flexible. Easy life. Easy. Easy life. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I just I'd like to be a graphic designer right now as well. I was like, I've got to delete all the. This, this is how mind-numbing some of the, some parts of jobs can be, based off like uh, script writing and sending copy through to graphic designers and stuff. I've obviously done all these uh, like 30, 30 slides per uh, PowerPoint, but got to send these through. Probably got about fifty of those, and um, yeah, I've got to go and take all the full stops out. But it. I was like, all right. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we don't want the full stops on there. I was like, all right, you don't like them, do you? I was like, oh, graphic designers only, they only use exclamation marks and question marks. I was like, they only shout or ask questions, yeah? Okay, cool. I was like, brilliant. <laughs> they were like, yeah, we don't want the, we don't want those. I was like, so I can just copy and paste and take them out. It's like, no one cares. I was like, sorry for writing it properly. <laughs> It's weird because anyway. I get um, I get I get my writing checked by someone and, and who's a copywriter and they they 
uh, adamant on full stops. They're like, you need full stop there. Like, your grammar's not there. Grammar's not yeah. there. I was like, yeah, no. I, was like, I just write it out. When I actually like put it on the email, I'll put them in. Yeah, but yeah. like, for now, it's just easier to not have them in or whatever. But I, I, oh, get, just... I get caught up on full stops and um, capital letters. Um, I'm not good, so I put right random capital like on on certain like I don't know words and stuff. I want to accentuate. I might put a capital letter somewhere, or like in a title, you'll put it in like every single one. So a warm up, it'll be like W capital W and capital U, like that's a warm up. Yeah. So you're like, oh, that's a title, but I get they're always like, no, stop doing that. You're not a child. Um, that's not right. Like, wow, you are a child. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's quite annoying but i'm not a copywriter so what do i know apparently it reads better it's a good job it's a good job you're not a copywriter mate you'd be you'd be messed up if you did that um but yeah it's it's one of those things where i think it it's like people just being trying to be like perfect and like you said it's, it could be like they could just take out the full stop like they're in just take out the full stop <laughs> Just copy and paste it over and then press delete. It's just like, oh, it's like Tom's almost done with his work, so he could probably do this for a bit. I was like, yeah, but then I've got to go on to another project. Ugh. It's fine. It's fine. We'll do it. That thing, like, honestly, it. Honestly, it is that whole thing where people, with online coaches, like you will get it if you become an online coach, is that because your work is flexible, you aren't a priority. Like, again, like Laura goes to do, do her classes in the living room, closes the door, no one can disturb her. If I close my door and I'm doing an update, it's just like, it doesn't matter. Or like, if I've got an update to do, oh, you can wait five minutes, can't you, and do this for me? No, I'm doing my work. Like, it honestly, it drives me insane. Like, if you're doing a PT session, it's like, you're doing a PT session, you can't be interrupted, you're doing it, it's fine. If I'm doing updates, it doesn't matter. It's not, it's like, oh, yeah, but you can just re-record that video if I interrupt it, or there's a noise, or, you know, <laughs> this, whatever. This, this aspect, I think that comes down to personality as well, though, as well. Because, like, there's some clients, or maybe people who will talk to me, like, during a personal training session even though the other person is clearly paying for my time or they'll try to talk to me and I'm like, yeah, I don't want to piss you off, but I'm also, you'd get pissed off if I was doing that in your session. Um, But you kind of like, don't want to be rude and be like, I'll speak to you in a bit. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's hard, isn't it? It's hard. It's a strange one. um, It is, mate. It is, but you know, we've got to roll with the times. Everything's online now, isn't it? So, um, but having been back into the gym, Tom, Notice some fucking awful stuff that personal trainers do, of course, naturally. And of course, more PCs and more PTs are posting it on their Instagram as well now, so it's easier to see. Because <laughs> they have a lockdown, they were just posting live videos of them working out at home. Um, but yeah, one thing that's really ground my gears this week, Tom, is warm ups. Is the sheer lack of intelligence from personal trainers when it comes to warm ups. It does my head in. I'm not the best person for warm up myself, right? But I remember when we were at third space, I never, ever did this. And I can sit on my high horse and I can, because I physically have never, ever done this with a client. I never, ever would do it with a client, Tom. And that is sitting or standing or walking or whatever on a cardio machine for five to ten minutes before a session and then going into heavy lifting. That is not a warm up. That is a personal trainer wasting five to ten minutes of their client's time that they're paying for. And making up their client, they're making up their session on the spot probably because they haven't worked out what they're going to do, so they need five minutes to figure it out. And it drives me insane because it's just a complete waste of time. And I hand on heart say that I would hand on heart say that that five minutes is not in any way, shape, or form helping. You might as well just go straight into heavy lifting. You may as well. You may as well just go straight into heavy lifting. It's doing practically nothing for them. And I don't care if anyone 
want to fight me on that because you're wrong and I'm right. I, genuinely, like it, it, it winds me up because I know when I see that, it says to me, I'm making up this session on the spot because I'm not ready for you yet. So let's go on the bike for five minutes and warm up. And it's the most unspecific, useless warm up you could possibly do because they get the person comes in, the client comes in, they sit on the bike, awful posture, seat hasn't been changed, height or anything like anything like that. You know, just jump on it or row a machine or whatever it is. Doesn't matter what it is, walk, run, whatever, jog. And the whole thing is like, oh yeah, you need to get warm before you train you need to get warm mm. doesn't even mean anything really does it that's that's annoying um but it just frustrates it's, it's just that lack of intelligence again from personal trainers and it's just a complete waste of time that's the <laughs> waste of time but what would you like so what would you do instead tom because again we've never done this right and we came into third space from football admittedly or whatever but You've obviously teach people how to do warm-ups now as part of the CPD, part of being a trainer and stuff. But even without that, we still never did it. Even before that, we yeah, never did it. Even like even before that. I mean, at first place, I think we talk about. I think we came up with the four R's. It's like reposition, uh, ramp, something else. But basically, it was like roll. There you go. Roll, reposition um release or something and then like ramp um and that was basically like you're doing a basically mobility circuit into like something else um but yeah i mean i could get that up reasonably quickly in terms of what i would look for um because i did yeah i've done seminars and seminars of warming up because i think if anybody's listened to this show for the last 100 episodes they know i'm a bit of a kind of a, a warm-up junkie i feel like that's where you earn your kind of your salt as a trainer i think i think as well like you've said before tom like, like people don't actually spend enough time doing it on warm-ups and i think the reason for it is that they think it is just going to be well i can't sit on the bike for 15 minutes well no you could of course you couldn't because that's just a stupid warm-up and it, it's that comes back to the whole thing of uh, if you're going to go into deadlifts you need to be getting your hip mobilized. You need to be getting, like you say, you know, everything in terms of your thoracic spine, mobile, shoulders to a degree, core probably switched switched on. You know, you know that tone you're switched on. You know, <laughs> I mean, potentiated, yeah, excited, whatever you want to call it. You know, and it's that whole thing of like, it's just a complete lack of specificity in a warm up, and it's like sitting on a bike like like even that like i don't under like the specificities it's fine but i also i'm I'm part of the past where it's like it doesn't have to be specific it just has to be total body and like i will have 80 percent of my warm-ups will be the same for nearly every single client yeah i think yeah but based off certain so i actually had a little look at my programs because i wasn't quite sure how many categories i have just in my warm-up phase but bearing in mind my warm-up phase has has seven categories, okay? So I've at least got seven exercises I'm doing. That's like, that would be like nothing compared to. But then after that, I've got one, two, three, four categories after my warm-up phase. So in terms of, like in terms of lifting, bam, bam. But there's seven like subsections within warming up. And that doesn't, that doesn't mean it's complicated. That just means that's my process of that's how long it's going to take. So if it was seven, if I'm spending three minutes on each section, that's 21 minutes gone so that's that's a fair chunk of the session there's a lot of people saying like oh my god that's and i'm probably spending yeah between three to five minutes on each section 
um and then that's my first half an hour but it's like that connotation of warm-up it's just like all right well it's not boring i understand it has been boring some of my clients find it awful and hate warm-ups um but i was just like don't take that as a negative as there's one who's very close to me um i was about to say one is very close you probably hate (laughs) yeah Yeah, um who hates warm-ups but i took no offense because i was like you hate all warm-ups not just mine um Yeah, she's she's literally right behind me. So, um, but it's that whole thing of like that the warm-ups aren't a part of the session, or do you know what I mean? Like, aren't a part of you progressing and all that sort of stuff. And I think that's the the, the huge yeah. misconception. Is that I'm the, I'm the same as you. Like, I've done like a warm-up video that I've sent to all my clients, and it doesn't matter if you do an upper body, lower body session. That's going to help you not only for that session, but also the mobility and the flexibility stuff that's within it is going to help you over time. And I say to them, you could do this any time of day is going to help you become more mobile more flexible and the whole point of it is that a lot of the time with with trainers is they don't use the warm-up effectively they just see it as a time to stretch a little bit and then get the heart rate up and it's like all your clients there doing a 20 to 30 minute warm-up are going to benefit their physique will benefit from that in the future their strength will benefit from it because of the range of motion they can get the fact that their body works better as a whole unit as well um but it just, yeah, it just wound me up seeing that this this poor lad sit on a fucking bike before he was doing deadlifts. I'm like, no, he, I, and he and he had to do trap bar deadlifts raised because he didn't have a flexibility. And I'm like, so I was like, I could spend that time so much better. Like, come on, like, it just it just really, I say upsets me is the wrong word, but it's like the industry deserves better. Like the industry deserves a lot, lot better. And you could spend a whole day at a seminar going over how to warm up properly, and it wouldn't be enough. Like you could really go to town if you really wanted to. But the point is, even the most generic 10 minute warm up routine that I would put together, you would put together would be superior, far superior to any little like warm up on a cardio machine. Like cardio like, machine. Yeah. Literally grab a foam roller, roll out anything that you feel tight. OK, one minute done. OK, leaves that person centered. They've brought their heart rate. Believe it or not, I've probably brought their heart rate down which is crazy um but they're now probably they broke their heart rate down and they're ready to lift they're on a different slightly different mindset to do that that's why i'd get them on a mat crazy crazy thought Matt. but yeah get them on a mat and then bring their heart rate down so you can chat to them for like two three minutes whilst they roll or stretch or something to get them centered to train or right mindset to train mm. seems mental but yeah not raising their heart rate straight away um and then it would be like all right let's mobilize whatever that joint was you found a little bit sticky um that's that's all right that's minute two do two minutes of that probably got two limbs so you're gonna do two minutes of that maybe each hip just mobilize each hip because they were like oh my hamstrings a bit like meh or my hips feeling a bit meh cool let's go now get them up and literally like split squat matrix would be great so split squat lateral split squat reverse lunge and then maybe like a press-up hold or a plank hold. That would be better. I'd be like, oh, but you haven't done it. No, that's, that's perfectly fine. Um, just do five on each leg for each of those. And then you suddenly got 15 reps of split squatting on each leg through three planes of motion. Cool. That's, that's, and then we smashed our hips. That would be good for lower it's, body. The thing is, that it's just crazy. I just find it so crazy because the other element, like we talked about before we, um, before we came on air, that sounds weird saying that. Um, is it's like, how much does it actually even warm you up? Like, you know, people say, oh, you've got to warm up. And it's like, no, like, how much do you think your body temperature actually changes in a warm up? I'm going to bet not not at all, number one. <laughs> number two, the whole, the whole get your heart rate up. It's like, yeah, but you can do that by doing a good 
stretch routine movement preparation routine all that you don't need to take a rest in between stretches from your upper body and lower body and if you keep doing that consistently over time your heart rate is going to get to a level where it's probably at it where it would be after five minutes on a bike anyway if you do it properly like i've had people do my warm-up that i've sent them over and they're like oh my god i'm probably sweating after that i'm like yeah you're warm now there you go you think you need to be warm there you go like i just find it hilarious that i think people and again it's partly because it's not talked about it's not sexy right it's not like a sexy part of the session to talk about so trainers don't talk about they just think i'll jump on that and that's fine warm up that's fine and the reality is they're leaving so much on the table by not doing that properly and i guarantee you because those people aren't sweating or slightly out of breath from that warm-up they won't hit their lifts as well guarantee so i mean dan liked my word previously was excitation that's what you're looking for, excitation of muscle. So you're meant to be making them all excited to go lift, which is part of the uh, PAP principle. So the pre-activation potentiation, that would be the post. Um, but yeah, so you got like you got like a few kind of theories upon like excitation of muscle spindle and why you try. You don't even have to go into like PAP or that kind of crap. Just getting them moving would be number one. And then if you want to start like negotiating your muscles with a bit of force. You can talk about so so increasing sensitivity of myosin, actin interactions. That's what some of the stuff does. Might so type one is a better responder. So that's your slow twitch stuff. Um, or you can talk about once you're looking at type two, type two A. If you're really want to get complex, you get something called potentiating a H reflex response. That's the whole EMG level of excitability of muscle spindle. So they've actually done like this PAP exercises, all those weird little jumps or quick movements that I do that aren't really like crazy, like a broad jump, right? Oh dear. Broad jump or a squat jump. That'll probably get us pretty like ramped up, like do five or six of them with pretty good, I don't know, form Mm. Or, or like some wall drills. That's excitation. That's H reflex stuff. Um, and that's in a preface for going into there. And guarantee your heart rate flies every single time. Everybody who does any of the skipping stuff that I do, any of the high knee stuff, the back pedals, the, all that kind of crap, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm blowing. I'm like, yeah, great, mm-hmm. cool. You're excited. Um, and then you can talk I'm about... use that word now, excitability. I'm going to use that word, excitation. That's ex- the best ex- word to describe. Excitation or excitability, yeah. Because that's, that's exactly what you're trying to do. You're trying to excite them. Um, you're trying to get their mood up even like from a psychological level to, to go lift because that's, that's what's happening. And you're trying to do that physiologically with the muscle. Oh, and that if people think like, cause that's boring, right? The, the sitting on the thing is boring. You don't do any, if, if they started like next level up for doing that warm up would be still doing on the bike, but you do like a 10 second burst every like 30 seconds. Suddenly that would be more beneficial than doing the other thing like suddenly giving them a target of like rpm like you're gonna stay at 60 for a little bit but then you're ramp to 110 every like 20 seconds just vroom and come back down vroom and come down that is suddenly made your warm-up doesn't have to be high intensity doesn't have to be high load that's the thing so high load with like high repetition will equal intensity right doesn't have to be it can still be low load or whatever but it can be quick that's what happens in the last bit of my warm-ups is like medball work like the one of the biggest form fixes then is take weight off the bar like that is one of the biggest things to do so for example if i want to do like press-ups and stuff the person can't do press-ups guess what they can do med balls against the wall med balls against the floor med ball pushing up and you catch it 
um all that kind of stuff it's absolutely fine um so my what did i say seven so yeah i've got rollout i got breathing um that could just be like a 1990 breathing or a crocodile breath or something like that that's literally literally five to ten breaths that's how long it takes that section it's just i'm holding maybe like a hamstring stretch or something like that and i'm asking to breathe through it that's it um then we got like uh floor-based stretching floor-based mobility and then i do standing based mobility circuit then an active warm-up and then a plyometric power-based doesn't mean plyometric just power-based warm-up and then they're ready to lift boom but yeah i still take about 20 25 minutes yeah pen and paper dan's got all this work i sent i sent him my 12 months unfortunately that's what you're getting all dan's clients for the next 12 months (laughs) that's it (laughs) it's all that's happening but so what else would would that trainer do though oh mate i just it's just one of those things where it was just straight i don't know like it's just, and, and it's, I don't want to pick on like any person in particular. I'm sure there's people, those people that do it and those are crap trainers that do it and all that sort of stuff. It's not about, it's not about picking on people and being like, oh, that, you know, you're crap. It's more about going, you you know, upskill, like be better. Do you know? Like it's that side of things for me. It's not, um, you two just messing around now. It's just, <laughs> not you taking this seriously, are you? Um, but no, it's, it's, um, it's, it's that whole thing of like, it's just, ask the question like i think a lot of trainers don't ask themselves the right questions they just kind of do things because everyone else does it or because it's in a handbook or because it's what everyone else does or it should be done or whatever and there's no thought process involved with it that's the thing that frustrates me about it is it's it, they're that's, not thinking about what does my client need or is this even relevant it's the further reading because i think we'll talk about a couple more things from uh, level two three as well because all that and i hate to say it but I will have lectured on it in the last month about that kind of stuff as well of how to actually I refused to do the warm-up bit because I said uh, I, we just wanted PDFs of how to use that equipment because I was like this is just gonna go against everything I, I will teach <laughs> in the next thing um, but yeah it's, it's crazy that that's still taught as just a warm-up and it's also taught that obviously we don't do static stretching during a warm-up I'm like yeah it's still taught like because of that crap piece of research that said 20% deep possible 20% decrease of power output mm. right great all right who's training powerlifters some people sure don't do it with them then um the rest of the people doesn't really matter it's like no. if you think that the aerobic training is going to be beneficial for their well the warm-up and aerobic training is beneficial for their uh, warm-upping for like heavy strength deadlifts then then we've missed the boat somewhere um like the risk of injury increases straight away um but yes yeah, embarrassing but what's the other stuff so in level two three so you could talk about this as well dan because i'm sitting there going as a complete hypocrite having to lecture on some of this stuff and uh, i won't get in trouble it's fine which is where we dispel it straight afterwards so within the ptc we kind of have you not forced but strongly suggested that you take our pt core modules after you take your level three um mm. it's just basically set you up of and keep you in the industry for the next 12 months to like five years um so we talk about there's blood pressure is one of the things they talk about in there mm. so, know much about blood pressure daniel 
not hugely not hugely there's obviously like low blood pressure but main mainly the thing they talk about is hypertension so hypertensive stuff so it's like systolic diastolic rates of like 140 over 80 140 over 90 140 over like 100 then above that like you're like type like phase one hypertension phase two phase three um and this is the one of these parameters obviously it's government guidelines um for sometimes letting people in gyms is to be uh in the safe zone um but did you know that 90 percent of people that are actually in in phase one of no hypertensiveness is completely hereditary and has nothing no benefit or no connotation on uh or their physical ability or their diet or anything like that it's literally just that's how they're built i'm one of those people i am hypertensive my uh, blood pressure is naturally quite high um i've also been refused to go in a gym before because they took my blood pressure there and then i already had about three coffees that morning good work mm. um and they were like yeah sorry can't legally let you in i was like are you joking <laughs> it's like okay fine i don't i know i understand what you're doing but um i still think that's slightly mental and the the guideline for hypertension um obviously the 10 percent that was medically induced or like or needs to be medically seen obviously we can't like uh, diagnose that off the bat um but as long as they sign a waiver and they say like me it's like actually you know, it's hereditary it's fine it's nothing to do with my diet it's nothing to do with my I, I would say I'm physically fit, um, according to the general pop population. Um, so the guidelines is I'm not meant to do any sprinting, and I'm not meant to do any weight training. Makes sense. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Like, they just boom that together. It's like, hang on a minute, weight training. Like, I'm like... What? <laughs> Just because of like maybe like the uh, inducement of like the Valsalva maneuver or a holding breath or spike heart like spike blood pressure and stuff like that, and I'll get an aneurysm or a stroke or something like that. You're like, that's not going to happen, surely. That's just lack of lack of education a little bit, isn't it? Oh. I think obviously there's some there's elements of it where the people I suppose have to be careful, and that's where these whole the whole like governing bodies and stuff they have to have standards i suppose and these things where they don't want to be sued and, and i i kind of understand to a certain degree but yeah i totally get it i just I feel like there's a complete lack of common sense across the board like with a lot of this sort of stuff because it's just red tape isn't it with a lot of things um yeah, yeah it's what it is. there's another one in level two um so believe it or not they still i had to say this in the brief nutrition bit is about good fats and bad fats mm. Mm. <laughs> and how red meat sat in the bad fat category yeah well I, again it's i kind of understand like the reasoning why it, but, but it's still a load of shit <laughs> <laughs> you know and but then you you understand that like from level two three i mean Obviously, people maybe listen to this show or like doing it, or for example, but they also might be like switching careers or coming from no knowledge base, and that's the first thing they learn. And it's like, all right, well, with a trust that the the governmental guideline and stuff is going to be correct. Um, mm -hmm. So I understand why it's still in our industry, but it also shows um, sometimes every now and again you do need to do some uh, normal CPD or just further reading, not even CPD. Um, yeah further reading around the case get some trusted sources um whatever 
Oh wow! I wonder how long that was going to take to bring someone's just someone's just woken up. <laughs> bring Molly oh, on yeah. the show. I'm going to turn yeah. my screen up a little bit for this. Molly needs there to go, go for a, a wee, I think, right now because she's just oh, woken up. Go for a wee. Probably. Should we? Uh, I mean, we're we're over the 30, 60 minute mark, so we're we're rounding down anyway. So yeah, I mean, she's super cute. I can see. Yeah. Like she's ridiculously cute. I, I saw that you've got a ramp. Uh, yeah, let's get a little dash ramp for her. <laughs> Frankie, Frankie never needed it. He was too big. He's massive. Yeah. But she'll need it. Oh, really? To protect their backs and stuff. Isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, she's cute. She's too cute. But, um, but yeah, you can just chat, mate. I'll go and take it downstairs to Laura and then I'll come back. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so... Well, I'll chat, Laura. Yeah, just whilst Dan goes uh, goes and takes his dog to the toilet. I think he's in a piss as well. But you can round out on those warm-up kind of things. So so if you look at the general kind of prep stuff for warming up, if you want to grab any notes or anything like that. So you talk about excitation of muscle spindles, that kind of thing. You're going to do like little plyometric jumps, some pogo stuff. So think about rolling glutes, rolling all that kind of stuff, breathing, the stretching. I've got hip here is like a posterior hip rock or a 90-90 like external internal rotation rock or hip stretch or like some wall angel kind of things. We used to do them all the time, mate. Or the, what I use, I do a lot more because I've realized the wall angels are generally quite tough as well. Um, but they're probably then for the first two months, they're probably doing floor angels instead um but just making them tough as well because they get those grindy shoulders and they're acting with gravity not against it against so it sets it quite nicely and then like the activation floor-based activation is like uh, hip lifts with like a five second hold at the top bearing in mind all this is only one set only doing one set and then you're moving on one set move on um just like tick the box kind of thing um and like some bird dogs some adductor rocks some quadruple hip rocks some like rotations band supported leg lowers sort that lads out like depth of his hamstrings to get his deadlift in that would probably sort that out um, we know that and then moving on to like a mobility like up top circuit would be that would be my split squat matrix so some ankle mobilization followed by split squats with like five second holds at the base um, lateral squats and then some like reaching single leg RDLs always nice boom getting hip moving and then you start doing active warm-up so maybe like knee to chests like falling to lunges falling into overhead lunges um, that kind of stuff over 10 yards this is normally set or you just do like five five reps each side something like that then into like cradles into laterals into little rotations maybe some like back pedal runs some little marching techniques or some skipping techniques suddenly we're pumping and then we got like i don't know a broad jump or a little box jump a little plank circuit i'll make them like do side front side jump up and then do your like medball slams box jumps then back into that three times around do like 10 to 5 5 to 10 reps on each one boom and then easy is that innit? and, and then, that's pretty much what i did i think in that video that i made like yeah. literally just nice and quick and easy it's not complicated as well and like they're all stuff that like it's all stuff you do loaded anyway during the session so i'm just like i'm just reinforming mm-hmm. like good technique and they're yeah. just getting more reps into that into that movement pattern because because obviously i'm going to load probably their single leg deadlift their split squat and their lateral squat at some point 
that's going to happen. Um, like a box jump, I'm going to load their squat. I'm going to make them jump. I'm going to do some plank-based stuff, so they need their core switched on. Um, they're going to be doing some side like toss work, so that's like rotational work. So they're probably going to do some anti-rotational loaded, um, or even like half moons, full moons, like loaded. So it's all just stuff. And saying it's not progressive, like a warm-up is not progressive, is completely naive. Like distance of box jump like height and stuff like that or distance of broad jump how many reps are doing so four to five set over a few weeks how many times you go round? how much possible rest you give them um what load you're actually using how what distance maybe you go from 10 meters to 15 meters maybe you do two runs do two rounds maybe you hold the stretch from 45 seconds to a minute it's just like yeah there's loads of ways to make it progressive and that's what happens oh yeah all all like believe me believe me that nearly all the trainers out there know how to train somebody for hypertrophy at a basic level that does not set you apart at all this shit sets you apart in a normal standard gym like yeah (laughs) <laughs> like everybody everybody i know that the crappiest online coach like a big exercise library will have like overhead press and barbell deadlift and normal rdls all that bullshit it's like yeah you know how to do that that's in the bank that's fine but it's mm. not like you're not going to be in the top 10 percent. you're not going to get your clients because of that at yeah. all it's just and it's super that shit's easy isn't it it's like yeah, we rip the shit out of like three sets of eight or three sets of ten or four sets of ten, but really, consistently, it's probably going to get you results. So, but if we excitate the muscles, mate, before, we're going to get better results and better lifts and stronger lifts. So, better progress. Put the work in. It's like front end work, isn't it? It's a lot of work yeah. there, but then you're going to feel the benefit of it. Um, and guess what? Like, that, yeah, I know it's like they're like, oh, but that's gonna take me. T- How do you get all that in? It's one set of every single thing, just moving, moving, moving. And no, it's limited equipment. All I need is a mat for all that shit, and then a bit of space. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be like a med ball, and that's it. They're like what? And that's the thing is, you could, you can, like you said, when we were at third space and working together and stuff, it's that's what separates people. Like you can see it a mile away. You can see the people who are innovative but in the right way like i don't mean innovative as in they've found a new exercise and do it with every single client i mean (laughs) they clearly are working with people and they clearly understand what this person needs and what they don't need and i think that's also comes down to like the exercise continuums that you know that we've talked about before yeah um you know taking someone from there it's it's not groundbreaking stuff it's basic but actually sticking to the basics and having a coach that has their own version of that continuum that's in that's what we mean by innovative you've taken that and you've made your own way of it like same the warm-ups don't do what tom does use that as a as a framework and create your own and come up with that and if you really want to have a five minute fucking cardio burst on it then crack on but the point is you have a rationale for your thing and you have a rationale for it and like if that person was going to go on a bike and a what bike session then yes that would have been a good warm-up it's about understanding how it all fits in and how the person in front of you like how they need certain things for them how most people like you said there we can do the same warm-up and you're going to get a good benefit out of it because we're you know most of the time you train the same person um and it's just remembering that we we aren't that dissimilar from each other like as humans and 
of what's you know a good warm-up for one of your clients is probably gonna be good for the other but it's kind of trying to take yeah. those little bits out of it and progressing certain elements of that with certain clients It'll quicker than others a, a really easy example what i have there is lateral lateral squat so you you did a video during lockdown of you doing lateral squats with a kettlebell right so I would quite happily turn that into almost like a lateral deadlift or a lap, lateral hip hinge movement if that person does not, if their hip, from what I can see, does not move laterally that well. Therefore, I'm going to be like, right, you're still going to get your bum as close to the floor, but I want you to try and touch your toe instead of pushing. Like It would be normally like a lateral squat of a reach or a lateral squat with a reach down or a reach up, depending on their hip anatomy. And you can tell what happens because I can get quite far down in my lateral movement. Like I've got good hip lateral range. So, but some people do not. Like that could be literally changing, dependent on client, would be either to reach to the floor, reach straight out as a counter, or reach up, keeping their back straight. And that's it. That would be like a good modification. Um, and just a caveat as well, because I bet there's some people listening to this saying like, oh, I only train bodybuilders or I'm a bodybuilder and it doesn't completely apply to me. No, look, look you know, the only no, thing. No, it applies <laughs> more to you. It applies more to that person because right. we know that training a muscle through a full range of motion is yeah. going to lead to greater muscle gain. So actually, more the more mobile you become, the better it's going to be for your progress. Guess what? The shittest mobility people are always going to be bodybuilders because they don't fucking take it seriously. And always. the people who have got best mobility, you look at the, maybe like the Jeff Alberts types who've been training all their fucking life to full range and don't take it like they fucking train well and do this shit. Yeah, they're injury free. They're normally going for it. They're lifting heavy tin and they've got full range so of motion. Always. Suddenly you're I'm, like, all right, the lads that can't do their wall angels or a fucking floor angel without keeping their f- wrist on the floor. Like, <laughs> That's where you're going to have you're, you're, you're in a plateau because suddenly your active range of motion is not as good. Therefore, you're not getting excitation. It's muscle spindle and they're not going to grow your muscle. You cannot get enough muscle to grow because there's stuff that's not being used. No. Yeah. Percent, like <laughs> it's it, it doesn't matter who you are like that. Those sorts of warmups and that mobility is going to help. And I posted I posted today a video about the single limb stuff. And I was like, it's just massively underused, like single limb training. And people just think, oh, but I can train heavier double hand. It's like, so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't make a difference like, <laughs> in terms of like, whether your muscle is going to grow or not. If you use a single arm, use lighter weight. You're going to have less CNS fatigue. You can recover quicker. And it's just so many things people don't think about when it comes to this sort of stuff because it's not sexy. You can't lift as much weight. And the warm-up's a prime example of that. It doesn't look good for Instagram. So people don't do it and they don't think it. they need to worry about it or whatever. Uh, but yeah. Again, oh, it just separates those people who understand the principles behind these things. And those that are just copying other people or copying their handbook or whatever. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, we probably ranted enough, enough about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's only it's it's going back because obviously I've like distanced myself from that. I don't know, not, not the bodybuilding world, but like that kind of training world. And yeah, I have been kind of, uh, I don't know, clouded because I'm in a very controlled environment normally within third space. And I have a lot of say and the education team have a lot of say about what our trainers do and what they don't do. But as soon as I've jumped out and obviously I'm doing working with the PTC a hell of a lot more, I've seen what actually most of the world is doing. And I'm like, all right, we're still here. Okay. We're still yeah. like, still so just far behind. Like I've had a controlled environment of about 150 trainers that I'm able to influence and show what actually happens. Um, and yeah, there's going to be always people who don't want to do it, but I'd say, 90% of the trainers that we have in our buildings right now are a good 
good coaches and they'll do this kind of stuff right at least to that tee like half the session is going to be correct and then they might do something silly but yeah yeah but it's interesting yeah working back for the ptc i'm like all right we've got to start again <laughs> try yeah, and do this be fine but yeah we'll get there it'll start ramping out it's just getting the bigger audience that kind of thing but obviously within that it's still going to be the same kind of split of people going yeah i don't want to do that it's too much like too much like hard work i have to relearn something or like, i'm like oh, all right it. fine <laughs> you you'll wonder why like young emma like 23 who's done our course will ramp up and clean up all the clients and she'll like that's another one as well females tend to listen about this kind of stuff and do it males set yourself aside don't um yeah it's true though isn't it sad isn't it yeah but yeah <laughs> they'll be like i don't want to do that not lifting heavy enough and just want to uh, get big and heavy just lift loads big. of heavy stuff get big, big. All right brilliant cool you do that but if you can't bend over to pick your kid's toy up okay cool <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really relatable to clients as well that isn't it <laughs> yeah. we're fine all right mate um did did the puppy get to go to pee no she's still here she's still on the floor oh, yeah, so. it's on the floor cool. come on god have, have you got oh no you got oh, you got the garden and everything don't you so we're like we've got our little jasper oh, he's about must be about four months old now um we've got like a little little bit of fake turf that like that yeah dogs going on the balcony he's peeing and pooing eight stories up not really pooing but peeing yeah just like oh this interesting but it's all fun and games isn't it eh <laughs> fun and games alright mate we'll call it there that's enough ranting about warm ups went longer than I thought lovely <laughs> alright um, any other biz no not from me no not from me. Oh, um, no, I'll tell you what will be happening, actually, but it'll be more next week. We'll talk about it a bit more, but um, we think we're going to open another round of our Blitz coaching program. Cool. A bit earlier than anticipated, but yeah, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Yeah. Interesting. That's eight-week eight week fat loss program. That's a lot of, that's a lot of uh, workload for Dan. Times must be slow, mate. No. Uh, yeah, because yeah, just, just, just add more work to the, <laughs> to the list. Why not? Why not? Why not? All right, guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week see you later